0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Talking with uh, Brother Davis earlier today and Brother Matthew, and, you know, God has just worked in our music ministry in an amazing way. If, if COVID did nothing else, it brought our music ministry into a time of worship. And, you know, I don't, want to, I don't ever want to lose that. Uh, so thankful for the, uh, those that uh, God uses in the music ministry for sure. And it is a, a huge uh, blessing. All right, we are going to be looking at Solomon's financial principles. And, uh, and this is one of those uh, that some of you, if you've been here for a while, you have heard these. There are 30 of them. And We are not going to get done with all 30 tonight, and so hopefully we will be able to finish at least the 30 uh, by next week, and if not, maybe we'll just keep on going with Stewardship Month. We'll see how it goes. Uh, But take your Bibles, go to the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs is a book that is filled with wisdom. Uh, Proverbs chapter 8 is my favorite of the chapters. Uh, of, of proverbs and it's wisdom personified and she is speaking and as wisdom is communicating uh, there's so much for us to glean and learn uh, from uh, this passage of scripture but the amount of things that god talks about that deals with stewardship in the book of proverbs is unbelievable and we are not going to be able to hit all of them, even with these 30, but these are 30, uh, 30 different principles that I think that we as believers ought to put in our life. Uh, you know, you and I don't need a command for everything. We ought to just say, "What would the Lord want?" God's preferences ought to be what drives us, but when he gives us biblical principles to live by, those principles for sure ought to be ours. Uh, My my pastor in Washington, uh, he used to say, "If if I watched 10 people walk out that door and nine of them come back in bloody and beaten, he said, I am going to develop a principle that I'm not walking out that door. One may have come back and it, they'd be okay, but if nine of them got beat up, I'm not, he said, I'm not walking through that door. And you know, a biblical principle is that way. God's principles, they work. And you and I, when we allow his principles to make decisions for us, it helps us stay on the right path. If I have to make a decision every time that something comes up in my life, then I have a 50-50 chance of making a, a wrong decision. But if I live by principle, my principles make my decisions for me, and I don't have to try to figure out, well, what am I going to do today? Or what am I going to do in this situation? No, you live by principle, and those principles make the decisions for you, so you don't have to make all of these decisions. Because some days our decision maker isn't as in as good a shape as it is in other days. And we may one day make a decision, uh, a good decision, and then the very next day uh, we may be in a bad mood or a unspiritual mood, and maybe we will make a completely different decision. But when our principles. Uh, We live by our principles. They guide us and they protect us. Uh, And so we want to live by principles. So we are going to look at some stewardship principles. And so Proverbs chapter 8, let's look at verse number 17. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. We'll read down through verse 21. Here, wisdom is speaking, and she says, "'I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver.'" I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. So here, what do we find? We find that wisdom is speaking, and wisdom is telling us. uh, She says, I love them that love me at the beginning, but at the end here, uh, she says that those that love me, that she would cause them to inherit substance. Substance and she would fill their treasures. And you know what? That sounds like a pretty good deal. So, what should we do? What, what is a principle that we should live by? Number one, make wisdom your principal goal. Make wisdom your principal goal. You know, in life, uh, we can't be focused on everything. There's no way. And you and I cannot be experts on everything. But what I can do is I can, be, I can be a student of wisdom. I can make wisdom my goal. James said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and it braideth not and it shall be given. God says, listen, if you want wisdom, he says, I have it. And if you ask me for it, I will give it to you wisdom, we need to make wisdom our principal goal. Number two, because we have so many of these, we're going to just move on. Uh, number two, be honest in all business affairs. Be honest in all business affairs. Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16, and we'll go to verse number 11. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse number 11. The Bible says a just weight and balance are the Lord's, and all the weights of the bag are His work. Go back to Proverbs chapter 11, if you would. Proverbs chapter 11, and verse 1. Uh, the Bible says, a false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Now, you and I, we, we have seen the, the balances or the scales, the symbols of justice. Well, in Bible days, those scales, that's how they would weigh things out. That was how you would purchase something. Uh, you would go into a market, and you would uh, want to buy something, and it would be sold by weight, and so uh, they would have weights, and they would place them on one side, and that's how they would figure out how much you would owe, and God says that a just weight and he's saying uh, the dishonest people they would shave some of those weights down to where it really didn't weigh as much as what it said, so when the it balanced out, you got ripped off a little bit every time, and they would steal from people just uh, one little bit over and over and over again, you know uh, a, a principle that we need to live by, God said that that, that is an abomination to the Lord. God is a God of justice. God is a God of honesty. So uh, the principle is that we need to be honest in all our business affairs. Uh, everything that you do, there ought to be the utmost integrity. We've got to be honest. It doesn't matter who you are dealing with. God in heaven is watching. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. Uh, let's make sure that we are honest. Uh, so make wisdom our principal goal. Number two, be honest in all business affairs. Number three, never seek to make a profit at someone else's expense. Never seek to make a profit. At someone else's expense. I'm not talking about providing something that is equitable to them. I'm talking about deceit. And trying to deceive somebody. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. Let's go ahead and go there. And verse number 14. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 14, uh, the Bible says, It is not, it is not, saith the buyer, but when he is gone his way, then he boasteth. Uh, What is it? He is, he is, the buyer here is is trying to manipulate a situation. The buyer here uh, is trying to uh, deceive, saying that this is not worth this value. And then later, after he pays the value, then he's boasting on the fact. Uh, now, I am I'm for getting a good deal. Uh, we uh, we had a RV that we had uh, purchased years ago. Brother Rick was with me, uh, and uh, uh, Mrs. Brown and I. We went down. Uh, we were having interns, and we had some other things going on, and we needed uh, another location for somebody to stay. and And so we had this RV that we started looking for, and we went down uh, to this RV, and we uh, we went in, and and here this RV had been sitting out out in the field, and it had some work that needed to be done on it, and they were asking twenty. $2,500 for it. And, and so Brother Rick was looking underneath the cabinets and looking for uh, water damage and all this, and, uh, and he pipes up and says, well, we'll give you $1,800. I said, no, we won't. And uh, he stops and looks at me, and I said, listen, the price that you are offering is probably a good price, and you might be able to get that. I said, but it's only worth $800 to me. And for what we are going to use it for, it's not worth that. You might be able to sell it for that, and you might get that value out of it. But to me, it's just not worth that. And uh, so I gave my card, and we walked away from there, and Brother Rick was looking at me like I was some crazy guy. And he says, I can't believe you just offered that guy $800 for that RV. And Mrs. Brown was right there with him. And the next day, we got a phone call. And they said, well... Can you give us a 1000 I said, no, I'll split it with you, though. I'll give you 900 And we ended up getting that RV, and, and we used it, and praise the Lord, we used it for quite a, uh, quite a long time, and we sold it not too long ago for, I think it was, Frank, what did we sell it for? Okay, it was, it was probably the price that they were asking for it and, or above. Uh, but, but the reality, it wasn't. I am for getting a good deal, but there's something different when you try to deceive somebody. And and I think that we have to be cautious uh, not to try to to take advantage uh, of, of a situation. So don't seek to make a profit at someone else's expense. Uh, so in de- endeavoring to deceive is wrong. Uh, number four, pay your bills when due. Amen. Pay your bills when they are due. Brother Hiles used to say that uh, that his mom taught him that if you had a bill that was due on the first and you paid it on the second, that you were a crook for one day. And, and people will say to me, well, pastor, there's grace period. When, when you went into that debt, you went into that debt saying, I'm going to pay this when it's due be honest grace somebody's grace is not to be taken advantage of and you and I we need to be honest so so pay bi- pay your bills when they're due proverbs chapter 3 proverbs chapter 3 in verse number 27 and 28 proverbs 3 Verse 27 and 28, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in thine power or in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee. And here, God is just saying, You make sure that you are giving uh, the due uh, that is owed. And we ought not put off. Paying our bills. We ought to pay our bills. You know what? Uh, and, and we're not, de- we have not got into the budgets, and I'm not quite sure we're going to have time this year uh, to get into the budgets. But the reality is, uh, you and I need to live uh, below our means so we are able to pay our bills. If, if we are not able to pay our bills, something has to happen. You have to increase your income or you have to decrease your expenses. But we've got to be honest. And and paying our bills when they are due, that is honest. And not paying your bills when they are due is not honest. Um, There was, I can't recall what... What the? Oh, we had a uh, uh, one one of our accounts uh, for for the church. Uh, we got a we got a letter from a from a uh, um, from a collection agency, and I was like, "What? in the world is going on." And I went and talked to Mrs. Patterson, and she was trying to figure out what was going on. And we had an ongoing uh, account balance with this company. It was a uh, a local uh, plumbing supply, and we had invoices coming in, and we were paying them. no no problems. Well there was a thirty-seven dollar bill somewhere in those invoices that we didn't receive and, and we had been paying invoices after that. They never made a phone call. They never did anything. They turned us into collections for thirty-seven dollars. And I'm talking about thousands of dollars worth of, uh, of uh, product that we had purchased from them, and they turned us in, and they were like, well, you know, you, uh, the, uh, I, I, so I t- called them trying to figure out what was going on, and they wouldn't even really talk to me about it. I couldn't believe it, uh, but what was, what, what was so bad was the fact that, that here, we, we pay our bills, and that's what I told them. I said, listen, we have paid every bill that you have sent to us, and we had like, I don't know how many invoices we had from them, and everyone was paid in full, paid in full, paid in full. Everything was on time. And then uh, this one bill was not there. It's like, you would think that somebody would have just picked up the phone or sent another statement or something. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, to me, it's a big deal. If, if there is a bill that is late, uh, that is a big deal. We want to pay our bills on time. As a ministry, uh, personally, uh, and, and just because it's honest. We want to make sure that uh, we are paying our bills. Number five, uh, avoid going into debt. Avoid going into debt. Proverbs 22, 7. Proverbs 22 and verse number 7. Bible says the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Uh, and you know we we want we need to be uh, we need to make sure that we are not going into debt. Avoid going into debt. Now you know what your house is an asset. Your groceries is a debt. The guns on your credit card—they're a debt. Refrigerator is a debt. They're, it's not an appreciating asset. You know, we we need to be be very careful on going into debt. You know, uh, you you go to buy a house, uh, if you if you have three hundred and twenty thousand dollars to go drop on a house, praise the Lord. And you don't need to get a loan for that. What, what a blessing. Uh, but but the, a, a house is an asset. You could sell the house and you could get that money back out of it. Once, once you drive that car off the lot, you just lost money. Once, once, once that refrigerator gets plugged in at your house, Though you might be able to sell it, you're not going to be able to sell it for what it's valued at. You know, debt is something that we have to to guard. And, uh, you know, here, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So avoid going into debt. Number six, spend less than you earn. Spend less than you earn. Proverbs 21 and verse number 20 Proverbs 21:20. 20. These are principles. He say, "Well, oh, pastor, these just all make sense. These are I don't nobody needs me to, needs to tell me these are we doing them?" Who's making the decision when you go shopping? Is it is it wisdom making the decision or is it my desires making the decision? All right, so uh, number six, spend less than uh, you earn. Proverbs twenty-one twenty: the soul of the wicked desireth evil. His neighbor findeth no favor uh, in his eyes. And, and just uh, the, the desiring of things. And, and so we want to make sure that we are guarding that. Uh, so let me see here. That's not right. Let me see here. I'm sorry? Yeah, let's see here. That was not it. There we go. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. I was thinking, okay, how does that one tie together? All right, good. All right, so uh, spend less than what you earn. And, uh, you know, uh, if you 've heard the statement, if your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will be your downfall, and you know we need to spend less uh, than what we are earning uh, so uh, you know as a as a believer uh, you know let 's say let 's say that you 're going to buy a house, you know what 's going to happen that realtor. Uh, And I know we have a realtor sitting in here tonight. Uh, But uh, uh, that realtor uh, and what that mortgage broker is going to say that your budget can handle, they're looking at your overall cost and they're saying this is what they say that you're approved for. That doesn't mean that that fits your budget. That's if everything goes just right. And they're not taking into account that uh, tithes and offerings. They're not taking an account to all the other uh, things that bills that you have. And so, uh, you know, be be wise. Don't get don't get pressured into a place where now your finances are upside down. Uh, so spend less than you earn, uh, and that will only happen if you do it on purpose. All right, number seven, develop proper values and perspectives, develop proper values and perspectives perspectives uh, proverbs three fifteen and the Bible says she is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Uh, talking about wisdom. She is more precious than rubies. Uh, so uh, here, uh, we need to, to be cautious. Uh, make sure that uh, that we are uh, having the proper values and perspectives. You know, the things down here uh, that oftentimes, the glitter, all the things that our desires uh, that we want, it's amazing how a little bit later, after you've purchased something, man, why did I get that? Or it sits in a closet somewhere. Or it sits out in the garage. And then it ends up on Craigslist or Marketplace. But we just had to have it. And, you know, just develop values. So the values, how do we do What, what are the values that we are going to live by? And, you know, the values... It can't be everything temporal. If our values are all based on the temporal and not the eternal, then our values and our perspectives are going to be wrong. You know, keeping up with the Joneses is not the goal. And our value system as a believer ought to be different than what the world's value system is. So uh, develop proper values and perspectives. Uh, number eight, learn the causes of poverty and avoid them. Learn the causes of poverty and avoid them. Proverbs thirteen twenty three. Proverbs thirteen twenty three. Much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment, and you know uh, the, the the sustenance. God God provides sustenance for us, um, but but all of that can be destroyed if we are not looking at things properly. And uh, the causes of poverty. There are things uh, that cause poverty, and uh, the the materialism. It causes poverty. Lack of work, it causes poverty. Uh, You know, dishonesty, it causes poverty. And, you know, parents, we ought to be teaching our kids uh, how to to live and and developing these proper uh, values in their lives. Uh, But learn the causes of poverty and avoid them. All right, number nine, avoid any path to wealth that does not have the blessing of God. Avoid any path to wealth that does not have the blessing of God. Now, there are are many ways to make a living. There are many ways to earn an income. But as a believer, we ought not have our income. We ought not be engaging in things that God would not put his stamp of approval on. you know before before we got saved my mom was she was a bartender you know as a believer she couldn't keep doing that she couldn't she couldn't go back into that lifestyle you know i have heard about uh, men that have uh, that have owned liquor stores and they got saved and they had to cl- they closed their business down because they recognized that the, the, the uh, industry that they were in was a sinful industry. God's blessings would not be on that. Pornography. Gambling, all these things. There are a lot of things that we could be engaged in that God's blessing is not going to be on. And you and I want to make sure that we are not uh, getting sucked into things or taking steps into areas where we are we are trying to benefit uh, in an area that would be a sinful area, an area that God would not bless. And so uh so we want to avoid any path to wealth. You say, Well, they make money there. Well, that's okay. There's a lot of other places to make money. And I would rather I would rather have the blessings of God in my life than have have a nicer car or a newer house or any other any of those other things. So, uh, avoid any path to wealth that does not have the blessings of God. Uh, Next, number 10, avoid get-rich-quick schemes. Avoid them. Don't get sucked into them. It's amazing how many people want the easy way. And I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about believers inside the church, trying to find some some get rich quick scheme. Uh, Proverbs twenty eight verse twenty two. Proverbs twenty eight twenty two. The Bible says, "He that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him." Now, the individual that is seeking to get rich quick, God is saying, "You are going to be poor." And 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 there might be some people that succeed in that, but the majority do not. Uh, so, avoid the get rich quick quick schemes. Number eleven. Be generous to others. Be generous to others. And, you know, in our in our life as a believer, there are so many things uh, that we should be doing. Uh, God, God says that uh, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He that, uh, that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Uh, Proverbs 13, 7. Uh, Proverbs thirteen seven. There is that maketh himself rich and hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor yet yet uh, hath hath great riches. Uh, so uh, here, just be generous to other people. Uh, we we see Proverbs 19, 17, He that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord, uh, and that which he hath uh, w- will be given uh, uh, will. He pay him again. And God God is a a generous God, and you and I need to be generous as well. Uh, So be generous to others. Number 12, decide to be a hard worker. Decide to be a hard worker. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 4. The Bible says, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold, therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. And so uh, we just need to be, uh, we need to make sure that we are a hard worker. Be a hard worker. You know, the believer on the job site ought to be the hardest worker. You ought to be the hardest worker. I mean, we just had some gutters put up uh, on the building here. And this crew of guys showed up to uh, to work, and there were four the four guys. And as they were as they were working, they were as soon as one finished something, they ran to the truck to grab the the tools and ran back to the job to jump back on it. And they got that job knocked out. It was amazing. They were they were hard workers. The boss showed up and I went out and started talking to him and said, Hey, you got a good crew of guys. I said, They're working. He said, This crew right here, they work hard. You know what? Not one of them looked like a believer. But they were hard workers. How hard do we work? I'm not saying, do we get our job done? Could we get more done if we worked harder? Oh, they don't pay me enough. You agreed to whatever they said they were going to pay you. And you should give your best. If you're not going to give your best, then resign. Go get a job somewhere else. You know, working hard is something that ought to just be normal. I tell, I tell the guys around here, work, walk with a purpose. If you're just sauntering along, that says, I got nothing to do. Walk with a purpose. Get there. Get what you need to get done and keep on moving. You know, that's, that's hard work. We ought to be hard workers. Our kids, they ought to be hard workers. They're not going to learn it on their own. They are going to learn it because there's an example, and they're going to learn it because there's an expectation that they're going to do so. And accountability if they don't. And so uh, we need to be hard workers. And so, uh, as believers, uh, this is just a principle. These are stewardship principles. And I told you the other day uh, how, when I was working at Safeway, I was making three thirty-five an hour, and, and the uh, uh, the next pay raise, the next job, it was it was five fifty, and there were nineteen people above me uh, for that job. It was a union shop. I got the job. The only reason I got the job is because I was out working everybody. And this, the, the manager of the store was, was willing to fight the, the union steward over it uh, because of the work ethic. You know, uh, we ought to be hard workers. And it will pay off. It'll pay off uh, in, in our lives. Uh, we want to we be the worker that God would want us to be. Uh, so uh, what number are we on here? Number 12. Number 13. Avoid financial decisions that depend on future happenings. Avoid financial decisions that depend on future happenings. Uh, Proverbs 27.1, the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. If you are making financial decisions and everything has to fall just in place, just right, you know what's going to happen? Murphy is going to live in your front room. He's going to show up at your house and he's going to be an unwelcome guest on your couch. And Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And if you start making financial decisions, well, if this happens here and this happens here and and this does this, then I can afford this. You can't afford it. If everything has to fall right into place, just perfect, then don't make that financial decision. Wait. Wait. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, number 14, make money the old-fashioned way. Earn it. Make it the old-fashioned way. Earn it. And that there is benefit. There, there is such a blessing. You know, my parents, uh, they, would, they would not buy me a car. And I had, I had friends, one of my friends, his dad bought him a brand new, we're talking 16 years old, a brand new Camaro. You talk about the envy of the school. This guy was the envy. I mean, it was amazing. And my very first car, uh, was a it was a 1975 Fiat it broke down on the way home from buying it. I paid $350 for it, and I worked on that car more hours than I drove it. And it was terrible. And uh, after that, I was able to buy my Nova, and I had a 1970 Nova, and that was that was great. But that, uh, that first car, that Fiat, uh, it was a piece of junk. But it was my piece of junk. And I paid for it. And I did what I could to take care of it. You know, when everything is just handed out, there's, there's not that appreciation. And I'm not saying we can't do nice things for our kids. But at the same time, if we're not careful, we will spoil them in an effort to try to help them not have those hard times. But it was the hard times that made you who you are. It was that hard work, it was that savings, it was those pressures. That's how you develop the character that you have. And we are robbing our kids of the lessons to learn how to be a responsible adult when all we do is just hand everything out. So make uh, money the old-fashioned way, earn it. Number 15, avoid idle people. Avoid idle people. Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen: He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follow af- followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. An idle person will not help you grow. An idle person is not going to sharpen you. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You know, we need to be around people who are doing things. We don't, we don't need to be around somebody that's got nothing to do. Parents, don't let your kids hang out with somebody that just does nothing. Nothing. Our kids were younger, and they'd, hey, we're going to go down to the mall and hang out. No, you're not. Now, are you going to go do something, or are you going to go hang out? There's a difference. But idleness does nothing but cause problems. And if we train our kids to be idle, what's going to happen when they're an adult? And what is the result of that? God says that the result of that, he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. So so here we want to make sure that we are not hanging around uh, idle people. Avoid idle people. So where there's 30 principles and we are going to stop right there. Uh, but these principles are principles uh, that will help us In our decision-making processes and if we follow these principles if we teach these principles to our kids if we live these principles you and I are going to gain wisdom because we are following wisdom these wise counsels that God gives in his word we follow those in our life we are going to be blessed wisdom said that if we follow her that uh, that uh, she would fill uh, our treasures and so there are blessings that are going to come. So uh, let's be wise. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for uh, the many blessings you give to us. I pray that you would help us to take these principles from your word, and may they impact our lives. May they not just be things that we hear, agree with, and then move on and live our life as though uh, we have not learned them. I pray that these principles would would help guide our decisions so we would be uh, following your uh, guidance from your word. So bless now, I pray, for Christ's sake. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.